Are you ready for more miracles and magic in your life? Rainbows in Real Life is dedicated to bringing positivity to the forefront, celebrating the power and promise of the human spirit, and supporting each other in challenging times. Together, we are finding ways to make the future bigger and brighter for all of us. We will be sharing stories of perseverance, possibility, and promise in engaging with experts that are making a real difference in the world. Join us live on Facebook on Thursday evenings to engage in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. everyone to Rainbows and Real Life. I am here with my fabulous co-host Christopher Rausch. What's up ladies? Great to be here with you Christopher. Good and you. we have the amazing Johanna Godinas Nash with us today. Thanks for oh, having me guys. This is awesome. I'm so excited. We are so excited to have you here, and I know we have so many amazing things to talk about, so I can't wait to jump in. And just want to remind everyone, you know, this show is dedicated to bringing positivity to the forefront, supporting all of you and the challenges you're facing. And we know that when we come together, we all live better lives. And so we just want to explore the ways we can do that in today's ever-changing world and just ask that when you jump on with us to please share your own thoughts and ask whatever questions you have because we love that part the most. So with that being said, I just want to jump in because I know you've had some amazing stuff going on, Johanna, and I'd love for you to share with us some of what's been happening in your world. Absolutely. Well, the last thing that I did was I've been running teacher trainings for yoga teachers. I designed this uh, program for the Bay Club. And since COVID hit, it was one of those things where they were like, listen, it's just not the right time. And I was like, well, I spent a lot of time and effort creating this, so it is the right time. So I'm just going to do it. And uh, I found this amazing teacher in India. His name is Manjeet. And, you know, I've been doing yoga for a very long time. And I hadn't really learned a lot about yoga in a while, if that makes any sense. Like when you feel like you know more than your community, you're feeling like now I'm missing a teacher. I'm missing a mentor. I'm missing my own growth. And this man kind of brought it to another level. So I was able to bring him on board and we were able to teach this 200 hour training. We actually just finished it the 1st of August. So, uh, Love yeah. it. and now I'm moving to Ireland. So moving, moving all the way over to, uh, jump, wow. jump, jumping in the big pond. I'm so excited. I've never even that been there. So amazing. Yeah. So amazing. Been there? You're moving there and never been there. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm love so it. excited. It's an adventure. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got married in January and my husband is supposed to, we're working on him getting his green card because I have a uh, business in Puerto Rico. So really where I want to end up is there. But um, wow. this thing has put a big wrench on it. I mean, they're saying maybe 2022. So we're like, eh, all right, well, 2022 for what? For him to be able to come back in. Whoa. Yeah, a yeah. long time. That's and to be long, honest, long I'm time. just nervous that they're going to lock me in here. So I'm I'm out. I, like, I just, I, like, I don't, yeah. Don't blame you at all. 
Well, and so in these classes, what what has been kind of what have you seen coming out of it? What has been kind of the funnest part of that for you? Oh my God, it's always how much you learn as a teacher and then watching the growth in other people. Um, it's, it is incredible when, okay, so let me tell you a big wrench that got thrown in that one. So most of my students hadn't really even done a lot of yoga. Okay. Wow. So I have people that want to be yoga teachers or are taking a yoga teacher training who aren't even that familiar with yoga, right? So you you would think, oh my God. And to (laughs) me, that was the biggest gift because I was able to shape their perception. And most individuals believe that yoga is you touching your toes or stretching and whatever. Yeah, so that's a a part of it. No, not even close. Um, (laughs) I got some learning to do. Yeah, like yoga doesn't even need to be physical at all. Like you have Raja Yoga, which is King Yoga, which is mastery of the mind. You have Gyana Yoga, which is knowledge. So it's based on how much knowledge you can learn. You have Karma Yoga, which is dedicating your life to service to others without anything in return, without ever thinking about what am I getting out of this. And then there's Hatha Yoga, which is a physical practice of yoga in which you aim to use your body and positions in, 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 in your body and in your breath to be able to keep your mind focused on you so that you can quiet the vrittis. So it, it says yoga chitta vritti nirodha. It means yoga is the cessation of the fluctuations of your mind. And that's the actual definition of the practice. So, so watching people be like, oh my God, so yoga is like an everyday thing and it's a lifestyle. And, and there's like, a method to the madness that has nothing to do with actually being on a map. So all of that was just really cool. And this is a, a second or third teacher training, the third teacher training that I've done, not my own. I've led somebody else's training before. So doing it, being able to shape what I wanted them to get out of it and watching that land was just. just that amazing. is incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's got to be the best feeling because I know as a coach that one of the greatest or a coach as a speaker, I haven't spoken in a while. Um, but you know, that's one of the most amazing gifts that I can ever get is to, to say something or to do something and have somebody go, I get it now. It's like when, so I understand exactly what you're saying is you take somebody through a journey and they go, I get it now. Or, you know, working with my current coaching clients, it's so crazy. It's so wonderful to see how fast they're changing and adapting to what is possible versus what they believe was the reality. How did you, have you always been this way, you know, a go-getter and going out after things and taking these risks? Or did you start off being kind of like, you know, um, scared and, and, and meager? No, I've never been scared and meager. Um, I, I was born like this. Uh, and then my... You know, I have a really cool combination between my mother and my father. Okay, so my dad is a business owner, entrepreneur, has always started his own stuff and has made something out of nothing. My mother is a chemist. She has a PhD in chemistry. She was a professor. She was a project manager for Abbott Labs. Very nine to five. Very. So I have my dad who's like, you can make anything you want. And my mom, you got to go to school because that's the only way to do it. And wow, because I had that duality, it really gave me an opportunity to choose. So by the time I was in like fourth grade, I had my first business. I used to sell candy. 
And like I had a system on like how I knew when candy was running low, what people liked. I would keep notes if people kept asking for stuff I didn't have. And my dad, every every other weekend when I would get to see my dad after my parents got divorced, he would take me to a wholesaler. And I had like a budget of $20 every other week to be able to go buy either new product or product that I was that I needed inventory for. And he taught me that stuff when I was nothing. So the, the benefit Where of that is saying? that in Puerto Rico, I grew up in Puerto Rico. No, no, you said, no, that's, that's another thing I want to get to, but you said you were four. You I was in fourth grade in fourth, fourth grade. grade. Okay. Yeah. In fourth grade. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was in third grade and um, my parents always knew I you can't really see me because of the sun. I need to move a little bit. There we go. Um, my parents always knew that um, I would be a harder child to like keep tabs of and to keep um, busy because I am mm. ADD like no other and um oh we have a lot in common so that that um that was one of the ways like they just they would keep my mind busy so they found ways to keep me busy but they were things that were gonna like help me as an adult like they didn't just give me a toy like i i didn't have a computer till i was in high school like my last year in high school i didn't have a cell phone until my third year in college like I grew up in a, just a different way that everyone around me and, and I definitely thank them because I was never told that I couldn't do something. I was only dared to do it. Nice. And like, um, you know, like here you celebrate the sweet 16 in Puerto Rico, we celebrate uh, quinceañera. Yep. And uh, it's a very like formal party. You wear this dress and your father has to switch your shoe from a flat to a heel because that whatever. I was like, yeah, I don't want that. And he was like, oh, you don't want that. And mind you, these dresses alone cost thousands of dollars. Right. So I was like, um, yeah, I want to have a party. And he was like, oh, OK, here you go. Here's 500 bucks. You plan your own party. And I was like, huh, OK, I managed to <laughs> let a club close an area and not serve alcohol in that area have our own bathrooms i managed to get a production company to bring singers and dancers and i managed to get the club to pay for part of it i was 14. wow i love this so much i love this so much and we and we yes. had a, a freaking phone book back then guys there was no <laughs> right. internet Zero there wasn't like google <laughs> Awesome. That is so, I mean, I just love that. You know, it's like, if you could do that at 14 years old, I mean, so many of us are sitting at home right now going, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, all this stuff's happened. I don't know if I can do anything to, you know, make a difference or, you yeah. know, change my life or, you know, and it's like, think about it for a second. You know, you yeah. did that at 14 and we all have resources, right? Yep. I'll it's tell just, you, I'll tell you the first homework that I give all my clients and I'll throw it out to you guys. You can all use it. Think of the worst thing that's ever happened to you. The thing that has hurt you the most, that it, that just like gut-wrenching. Then think of the things that have caused you the most growth. Things that have just kicked you into hyper gear. And then think of the things that just truly just make you smile. One of those three things will help you find your passion. Yep. But it's not just right now I'm saying it and you're sitting there writing it. Uh-uh, uh-uh. This can take weeks, all right? This is re reflection and, 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 and introspection. It's really sitting down. It's not like what happened two days ago. It's like 
what effed me up from my childhood that I haven't dared speak about? that maybe has shaped certain decisions that I have made, whether I'm noticing or whether I understand this or not. Because, you know, I learned this because people would always come to me. I started in the fitness industry in 2008. So I started mostly making people look better and feel better physically. And what I learned quickly was like, man, these people have issues and they have nothing to do with what they see. It's like, they're overeating because their marriage is effed up or because they cheated on someone and they can't deal with the things that are going on in their heads. You know, like there's everyone had a trigger that had nothing to do with how they looked. That was just an expression of other issues. And that's what switched me into hyper care and to wait a minute. I'm not really helping people. If I'm if I'm helping the outside of you, I'm just another doctor giving you a freaking medicine for a symptom and not even bothering looking at what is causing your disease because what is disease this ease what is out of ease unless you find that you're just masking things and that's why that we have such an issue with alcoholism and 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 drug addiction and overeating and sex and and porn and just people not being able to express themselves like it 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 shows itself in a lot of different ways when people just can't be authentic Hmm. yeah i think that's such a powerful point there really is just a certain amount of soul searching that we have to do and really asking ourselves you know what are the stories we've been telling ourselves you know we don't even necessarily need to know all the reasons why just what are they you know what are we telling ourselves we can't do or you know why why are we thinking the things that we're thinking and just being aware of that mm. we shape our own reality i mean that it's just Absolutely. that period we shape our own reality so if you wake up in the morning and you decide anything you already decided what everything is going to look like it just takes one change one thing that you can change and and, and when I change is hard, right? So I don't even really love to use the word change, but it's just like, what is one thing that you've been wanting to do? Even if it's something as simple as drink more water, like what can you do today to, to, to drink more water? Okay. So you can go to sleep at night, put a glass of water next to your bed. And then when you sit up in the morning, before you stand up, you grab that glass of water and you drink it. You just gave yourself so much power because mm-hmm. you allowed yourself to take ownership of drinking a freaking glass of water. All right. <laughs> but the power, the power that comes from that it is no joke. And it's not minimal like that glass of water is. It's right. huge because it shows you that it just takes you deciding, not even thinking about it. You know, the thing is we think too much. Alan mm-hmm. Watts taught me that. <laughs> Amen. You know Alan uh- Watts is? Love all, I love Alan Watts. And there's some really great, there are some amazing videos on YouTube, um, you know, where he's like, the people have done like, you know, dubstep mixes with Alan Watts at the back. I mean, it's just amazing the stuff that's out there for him. It's free. So if you've never heard of him, go listen. Yes, please. And just, and enjoy and be open, right? Because he's all about being open. But, you know, just, he's taught me so much about how little my reality actually matters and how little how I feel actually matters and how little what other people think actually involved me. And, and like to the point where he laughs about it in such a way that it makes you almost <laughs> feel silly. You're like, Oh man, have I really been thinking that way? Shoot. Um, yeah. Even I gotta and, take it, well, his, and his laugh kind of reminds me of like Eckhart Tolle. He has kind of that same, you know, attitude about it. <laughs> 
we take ourselves way too seriously guys way too seriously we're not Me? here to take ourselves no you seem like you pretty much got it but, yeah but most of us do you know we're, we're too afraid of what other people are gonna say or what they're gonna think and and to be honest who cares at the end of the day what we really want to do is express ourselves because we are consciousness expressing itself in many different ways so unless we are expressing ourselves we're always going to feel like there's something missing because that's what we're here to do so if you're not doing it yeah something's missing you're not doing that so uh yeah all of it is connected you know all these teachings yoga um sadguru you go to to plato and and even einstein man he that guy had some connections right? to universal source like no other so, I, yeah that's so i was literally talking to someone about that last night yeah. <laughs> it's like so they awesome. told him he was so stupid that he couldn't go to school anymore yeah we do that to our children today in my right. last mastermind i talked a lot about the education system because i believe that i was put on this earth to change the way that we educate our children and to show them that yes. it has nothing to do with the way they learn we have seven different learning styles and if you don't yep. fit into that one you're an idiot come on now that makes no right. sense we need to start understanding that everyone comes here with a gift and unless you take five seconds to look at your child and think what is my child magnetizing towards? Like they automatically, like if your child exactly. automatically sits down in front of the blocks and starts to put them in order and you know he has a mathematical mind, you know. Right. He, or if they grab things and they like to color, you know he has an artistic mind. And automatically they are expressing themselves in ways that are showing you. And by the way, I don't have kids. I can't have kids, but I've helped a lot of autistic kids. And the reason why I understand kids at the level that I do is because autistic kids are 10 times harder to decipher, but they also have that thing. But it takes sometimes two years for you to figure it out, not 15 minutes in front of some blocks, right? <laughs> so sometimes an autistic kid, so for example, one of them, Jimmy, he is a perfectionist. So until he knows 100% of understanding of something, he, he has no, he knows. No, no, he won't even look at you. But the second he gets it, he's like, what? I got wow. you. But it took us two years to figure that out. And like how many parents actually take their time for two years to notice what their kids' habits are to see if there's something that they can pick up and help them with. Mm. Exactly. And, you know, I think sometimes <sighs> it's, it's like things we wouldn't even, I remember my son used to string, his favorite thing to do was like string, string all around the house and like these super elaborate, like sort of web creation things. And what's so funny about it now is that I'm like, oh my gosh, he strings things together. He strings, he strings information together that in a million years I could never and mm -hmm. it's that like his brain just sees things that way. Like, oh, I can connect this to that. And it just boggles my mind. And so I think that's such an amazing point. You know, I mean, just the little things that they do that you would not necessarily even think anything of. There's something there. That's part of who they are. Absolutely. And the important thing is this. Currently, we are teaching our children that they're never good enough you're not you're never you're not good enough you're just not right. good enough no don't ask questions no you're not doing it right no you're not good mm -hmm. no no yep. no don't not mm. don't and touch this, that no you're not supposed to yeah stand up don't sit down no you know it's like and, <laughs> the never-ending list of don'ts yeah and, and then 
I know and that. Then, and then we say as adults, like, oh, like, why didn't I ask more questions? Well, man, you were, you were trained not to teach questions, man. So of course, like, like I said, I, I, I think my parents, like whenever people say what's been the biggest thing in your life, I always say that I had that dualistic pull, push and pull from my parents because I am educated. I have an MBA, but I never went down the route my mom did. I never went the safe route. I always created because I also understand that we are all MBAs. We are manifestors. We just need to believe and we need to act. That is period. When you believe, because if you're not acting, then you don't really believe it. Because faith means that you trust that universal source has your back enough for you to make anything that you want come true. So what so, do you say? What do you say to people right now who are struggling? I mean, all three of us have, you know, the mindset, we've been through the experiences, we're on the other side, we're figuring things out, but and which is amazing. But I know people are watching that are struggling who do not have, didn't have that duality. They maybe they were adopted, maybe they were fostered, maybe they were abandoned, maybe they're you know struggling. They're in those relationships, like you said, when you were training people that are that, that they're not dealing with the root cause of the situation, they're dealing with the symptom of the situation, mm -hmm. and they're going for those short-term gratifications, which I love how you said that. But what do you say to those? people. I mean, it's one thing to say, Hey, believe in yourself. I mean, I do that all the time, but at the, at the, some evidential level, they need to understand, you know, what, where's the outcome on that? So what do you say to people like, like, okay, I've always been a loser all my life. And, you know, I never thought I could do anything and I'm 42 years old and I've been stuck in this job and I'm miserable relationship and I need hope, but I just don't know where to start. And I'm afraid to take any chances because right now it's safe. What do you say to those people that they're on that ledge and they want to jump and they want to see what it really feels like, but they're petrified that they're going to jump and it's going to be a flat surface two feet down and they're going to smack their face like they always have in the past of their life and the rest of their lives. What do you say to those people? Look, start with the end in mind. Like, what is it? What is, what is that that you haven't done that 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 you haven't dared to do? Look, look at that one thing and then start to work backwards, right? So if I make this happen right before this, this would have had to happen. And right before this, maybe this would have had to happen. And before this, this would have had to happen. Da, 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 da. What, what can I do today? Yep. Because the thing is people, people, okay, the main issue with people is that they only see the big thing. Okay, if I want to own a franchise, if I want to create my own business and I want to franchise it, my thought today cannot be franchising because I need to have something to franchise first. But if that's my goal, what that's gonna give me is the roadmap when I work my work backwards. Because if I only see today, then I'm, too, I'm being too narrow-minded. If I'm seeing too far away, there's just too much in between. Yeah. But if I take the time to go from that far away to here, and I look at it, okay, so my, my example, so I wanna change the education system. So before that, I need to be able to meet the people that are in control and in power that I can speak to that are gonna get me in that situation. So before that, I need to make myself heard in that space. So before that, I need to create something that's gonna stir up that space enough for me to be heard. So before that, I need to come up with the idea of what it is that I'm gonna create that's gonna stir up that space. So today, I can think of what is missing in the education system that I can do today. And I have the idea. And I'm looking for investors. So if anyone has ever wanted to go down that route and change the education system, you and I can talk and it will not cost even a tenth or, or even a hundredth of, of the potential that it has because it can start with really simple children's books until we figure out exactly how to implement it. But it's, it's a way to gamify learning. 
And uh, we know what's wrong. What's wrong is that we haven't changed the education system for 100 <laughs> years. And while everything has advanced, that hasn't. So unless we kind of start catching up and, and let's, we won't even get into the information that's being taught. That'll be a whole nother oh. story. But how we get to the kids, how we even get them to learn the information, unless you're speaking the same language as them, you're, you're just losing them. So it's just, it's, it's, and, and it's like that with adults. We are so used to speaking a certain language that when anybody comes with even a single difference in their accent, we automatically have a judgment. And when we judge, we no longer have the open mind that we need to notice the opportunities as they come. You know, I went to Goodwill once. I used to I used to do a lot of modeling and there was there's nothing cooler than going to where all those fun actors and actresses are up there in Beverly Hills and getting like crazy elven and crazy looking shoes and clothes, right? So I had a Christmas shoot and I was looking for really pointy shoes. And I see this old man just watching me, like rummaging through shoes left and right. And I go and I try them on and then I just I grab the ones that I decided I wanted and then I walk away and I see him still at the shoes kind of looking over at me. And instead of being creeped out, I smiled at him like like I wonder what he's thinking with me looking for all these shoes. Like, does does he have a shoe fetish? Does he want me to try them on? <laughs> so he comes back and he's like, um, excuse me. And I was like, yes. He's like, I saw you looking for shoes. Do you like these? Look how cool these are. And he came to me with hands down the pair of shoes that I needed for that shoot. No. So if I would have been like weirded out and given him like a, like, like older gentleman, like the, no connection at all. But just being open to smiling at him and being like, man, he somehow wants to share this energy. So man, he like, he went and he found me the shoes, exact size and everything. So, I mean, it was, it was awesome. That's so great. And I know that's a stupid like example, but those are the little no. things that when you piece things together and it was mm -hmm. that that led to that and it was that that led to that and it was that. Yep. And, and, and that's how you know there's someone in your phone right now or there's a business card that you have right now in your possession that can help you. You have it already. It's in your phone. And if it's not in your phone, it's in your best friend's phone. And if it's not in their phone, it's in their friend's phone. We are too close right now. Too close. LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Facebook, so Instagram. Just ask. Put it out there. You know, I have this idea. And if you don't, I'm a mastermind person. Call me. I, like, this is what I do. I'm like your son. I love piecing things together. Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist like no other. And I actually saw <laughs> That's a whole a other topic. Oh, well, that'll be another topic. We can talk but about that. <laughs> putting, putting threads together, I just have so uh, much fun with it. Because you yeah. end up learning so much more. Like, if you take medicine and you take astrology and you take Chinese medicine and you take herbal medicine, all of it is connected. And you can stay a lot healthier if you understand that. But because every we don't like to, we like to stay in our lane and we not do. diversify. <laughs> See, we miss out on, on putting those strings together. Because yeah. we don't get the, enough information to really make up the whole picture of things. Mm -hmm. oh. it, it, goes yeah, back to, just... it goes back to what you said before about, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat. Um, it goes back to what you said about before about the truth. Like That's what is movie, our truth? Guys. 
Like when you think about, you know, all the, the opinions and beliefs that we have, and it kind of goes back to what you said originally, the opinions and beliefs that we have, we think is our truth, but how true is that really based on our previous experiences, based on everything else we tell ourselves, that truth becomes over a period of time, a distortion. So I love what you're saying in the fact Correct. That, yeah. No, everything you're saying is like, it's like almost you're reading my mind. It's crazy. Even when you well, said the I think, I think truth, 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 is, truth is made up no matter what. And we're, and we're told from early on, you know, don't ask questions and, and don't, you know, don't, don't just accept what you're being told, you know, and if you put things together that, that other people don't understand, especially adults, then you're just, you know, a kid off in la la land making things up. It's your imagination. You know, you don't have anything of value to offer. Yeah. And so we come into adulthood with these ideas that, oh, there are certain people who are in charge and they're the people who are right. And they're the ones who are supposed to tell me what to do. And it's like, that's crazy. That's yeah. insane to think that there's only a handful of people in the world that actually have the answers. And everyone else here is just supposed to live by their playbook. It doesn't make any sense. And yet we all accept it because we well, don't know and, any better. And mm -hmm. that's why so many people don't let their music out. Yeah, that's it. Music, man, music. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Mic drop. They're so scared of what other people are going to think or, or that they're going against the grain. Um, what advice do you have for those people that are afraid? What do you have to say? Yeah. Yeah. If, if they're afraid of like, what are the, what opinions are going to get when they fly their freak flag or what opinions they're going to get when they say, Hey, I'm going to go do this crazy thing that, that, that my heart tells me to go do. What do you say when they're so fearful of what those opinions are? What's the worst thing that can happen? Like how, how does somebody else's thought truly, 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 truly affect you? Because I can tell you, so, so th this is the thing also sometimes Okay, if if what you're trying to do is meant to change what other people think, do be afraid, be very afraid, because in that sense, a lot of people are going to fight against you. But if you're doing something because you're acting for yourself and you're living your own truth, who cares what anybody thinks? The issue is right now, too many people are trying to beat each other over the head with what they feel is the truth or or reality or whatever and that's then when where the issue comes in one thing is you acting to live your truth and to do something for yourself and another thing is acting attempting to convince other people of something because that then that doesn't work and then of course your every opinion everybody has is gonna affect you and i'll tell you i have a friend that recently like has really messed up his life because he he's been too loud over things that he believes that may or may not be true. And I may agree with him in a lot of them, but because it's not popular opinion and he's being so loud about it, he, he got the wrong attention and really got himself in, in, in hot water. So wow. you have to think about how this is going to affect you in the long run. Yes. But if you're acting for yourself and if it's something that's burning inside of you and, and it, and you're you're scared because you don't know what other people are gonna think. Nah, you have to. You have to step outside the box because this all if you think about all of these kids that have grown up to be billionaires, what what do they all have in common? That they didn't give a crap what their parents said, they didn't give a crap what their friends were doing. They're, while their friends were out playing football, they were at their house freaking coding until they made a billion dollars. So unless they gave, if they gave a damn about what everybody said, they would not be where they are today. So there's a thin line between 
insanity and 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 you going your own way even though people think you're crazy and 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 keeping your music in you and not acting at all so so do it for you not for and do it behind closed doors nobody has to have a clue what's going on no one has to have a clue what you're doing and that's why most people when they come out shining you think oh they got so lucky no man it's because they acted for three years underneath and you had no idea what they were working on and you never knew that they were, were not working on this you were just saying how antisocial they became well they became antisocial because they were making their dreams come through for three years behind closed doors not hanging out with you or drinking or you know so it's like and no they didn't get lucky they gave up three years of their lives and built something amazing and they deserve everything that they got cool awesome you know it's just it, it's hard because it doesn't happen overnight and that's what scares me about this next generation you know they're so used to this instagram fame and all this crap like they don't understand yes. what to put work into something and to really um and it and it scares me because if if 70 percent of the youth growing up all just want to be insta famous like who's who's gonna fight for education who's gonna fight mm -hmm. for our rights who's gonna have a voice who's gonna even so yeah it's it's well and Ooh. and to that i want to say you know i heard a story uh, this has probably been about a year ago and it was told by an, an olympic downhill extreme skier and the question that was asked of her was, how do you overcome the fear before you take that leap off the ledge? Mm. She said, I embrace it. I embrace the fear because it's like my best friend. And I made really good friends with my fear, even in the moments when I wasn't on that ledge, so that when I got to the ledge, I had the relationship I needed to have with it. And I think that's true for all of us, because we're all going to come to that ledge where we have to leap. And if mm -hmm. we don't already have that relationship with fear, then we can't make that leap. And so it's learning to cultivate that and knowing that it really is our friend. It's there for a reason. We don't have to be afraid of our fear. It's Absolutely. so true. What you, what you just said, Pam, is so spot on. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were talking about fear. And I said, I said, what's the difference between fear and excitement? And they had to think about mm -hmm. it for a pretty long time. And I said, okay, so you go to an amusement park and you stand in line to go get on a roller coaster. And are you fearful or are you excited? Okay, I'm afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid, but I'm doing this because I'm excited, right? So that's just that, you know, we're talking about shifts, like little bitty shifts. You know, when you think you're about an airplane, you're on, you're on a GPS, you know, you just shift your 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 position just a little bit and you're going to change your total ultimate destination. So nice. I invite people to sit there and think about, you know, is this fear or can I translate this into this is this is excitement. I'm I'm excited about taking this leap. I'm excited about being who I am. I'm excited about taking that next that next step and I don't know where it's going to be, but I know that I will survive. Like we were saying, I think before, when you take all of our challenges and our hardships and you look back on your life, when did you grow the most? You grew the most when you went through those challenging, difficult situations. And you look back and you're like, wow, at the time I hated it. I hated it. But now I'm so grateful that I went through it because it made me the person I am today. So I invite people to say, I'm not fearful. I'm excited about what's next. Like I tell people all throughout this COVID thing, I'm excited about what's next. I just interviewed Jose Morera. You should check him out. He's from Puerto Rico. He was on my show on Tuesday night. It's so crazy how things line up. I mean, it's so, I mean, I can sit here and go off right now, but I'm not, but you know, it's just, you just have to go. You just have to jump. You have to, you have to live it because otherwise what's going to happen. Like you were saying at, at, 
so beautifully said, and that's exactly what I say. Think with the end in mind, work backwards, create your eulogy and go backwards and figure out what it is. And every day you wake up, am I moving myself closer to that eulogy? Am I moving myself closer to that legacy or am I moving myself farther away? If you just ask yourself that question every single day, you're going to make that. But what do you guys think about that? That fear versus excitement. I'm, I, that, that's so intriguing to me. Well, courage is acting in spite of fear. So if there is no fear, then you're not even taking a chance, right? So if it if if it doesn't even arise any even little inclination, oh, uh, mm, then it's not big enough. <laughs> That's because I mean, right? Yeah, and and fear and excitement are very interlaced. Re remember, you get the same emotional response. So tears, for example, tears come whether you're sad, whether you're laughing really hard, because what is tears? Tears happen because you're shocking yourself from one feeling to the next and your body needs to have some kind of release. So tears come out. So I feel like fear and excitement can be the same thing. It's just that we equate it to is it coming from a good place or is it coming from a bad place? But it's neither. It's it's just is. It's what how you are deciding to look at it that ultimately is going to give it that title of it's a fear because it's no good or because I'm afraid I, I can't do it because it honestly it feels physiologically it feels very similar the release of of, of of chemicals that you have in your body and the release and, and the effect that it has physiologically is very similar so it's just us choosing to see it as something exciting I'm gonna tell you if I'm if I don't get a little afraid every once in a while I feel like man there's something missing in my life I like that. I, I, I comfort zone. It's like get out of your comfort zone. If your comfort zone is comfort, I mean that's certainty, and that's what everybody's like striving for. But at the end of the day, do you want to get to your end of your life and be like regretful and go, "Wow, I'm really proud of all the chances I didn't take. I'm really proud of all the risks I didn't take. I'm really proud of the fact that I played this. I put this real mask, this 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 psychological mask on every day and pretended to be who I who I'm not. That's something I've struggled with a lot in my life, and that's why I am who I am now. And it's been the best nine months of my life. It's, it's so crazy just being who you are. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, I love that perspective um, that you bring to the table. I love that too. And I think that, you know, it's interesting because what happens is the more that you build your muscle of courage, the stronger you get. And so the next time that new scary thing, because there's always going to be a new scary thing, there's always going to be something else. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, now I, I get another chance at this. And if you embrace it as excitement, then it, it creates ex a level of excitement in your life. It's like, oh, now I'm going to overcome this. You know, now yeah, I'm going to win you, this challenge and too. When you plan it, you get yourself excited too. And that's one yeah. of the cool things. Like when you start looking at it backwards, you can get yourself excited. Because when I started my racing school, I worked seven days a week. I worked four days a week at night at a bank in Puerto Rico during loan disbursement for people in California so I could work nights in Puerto Rico so that I could spend all day either at the track or working on the go-karts and, and teaching people. And I must have worked seven days a week for at least six or seven months until I was able to go full-time and just take care of my go-karts. So, like, when when you're wanting to do something new, it's not just, I want to do something new. I'm jumping in it. The more you walk your steps, you realize, okay, these are my bills and these are the must have. These are the things I can cut away. These are the places where I can get money while I do this. And, and you plan it. And yes, sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. Did I want to work at a bank? No, man. Didn't I just tell you how much I hated nine to fives? I did not want to work at a bank, but I knew 
that if I made that choice to work from three o'clock to 10 o'clock, four days a week, I would make enough money to pay all my bills and be able to spend all of the rest of my time building what I knew was going to make me super successful. So we also have to look at how much are you willing to give? Because to manifest, the mm -hmm. universe is only going to give you as much energy as you're willing to put back. So that's kind of where the fun part begin, be begins. And you can make it a game. Like you can make it a game with the universe because once you start playing with it, it likes to let you know that it's watching and it mm -hmm. likes to let you know and it plays back. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things when you, when you truly decide this is what I want to do, you will be tested. You will be tested. You will have to make that decision more than once and it won't be easy. But nothing that's really amazing and really huge is going to come without you making those choices and those sacrifices and putting that effort. And then that makes it all worth it in the end also because you know that your energy created that. And that's, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So amazing. And I just want to take a moment to recognize that there have been some amazing people on the show tonight. I mean, I haven't even been able to keep up with all the mm. comments, but um, Glenda, great to see you here. Chad, welcome to the show. Samuel, always <laughs> wonderful to have you on. Cindy, wonderful that you're here. Scott, shout out to Scott. He is Scott. amazing. Eric Swanson says, absolutely amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so, yeah, you guys, so much fun to be here with you, sharing all of this out. I mean, it really is. It's fun for us because, you know, we get to experience, you know, seeing seeing you guys shift, seeing you guys, you know, take things away that are meaningful to you. And just to know that, you know, one thing that might have been said makes a difference in your world is so powerful because it's that it's that ripple effect you know, then you can share it out with others in your world. And that's really kind of the purpose of the show is really to create that, that unity with all of us and to be able to share these ideas as far as we can share them. So thank you. Thank you for your comments and for being here with us. So <laughs> we love you. Yes. So, and I love where we were, I love where we were going with this too, because, you know, it's, there's so many possibilities. I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that we do is sometimes we limit what we even consider as possibilities. And so I'm gonna ask this question of you, Chris, how, how do you help people to kind of open their minds to new possibilities? Um, <clears throat> great question. Without, <clears throat> for some reason I have a frog in my throat. Ribbit. Of course, because um, I just asked you a question. You always get a frog on your throat when someone asks you a question. <laughs> I know I've been silent though. My my throat dries up. No, honestly, I would ask them, I would invite them to to say, you know, why not? Why not have a different perspective? Why not see things as being different? You know, that's one of the things I was debating between the no excuses coach and something about perspectives, because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Dr. Wayne Dyer. That has been one of the most powerful quotes. I used to have it on my, my bathroom mirror and I would just look at it. I'm like, Chris, how can I see things differently? Sorry, I've got light right in my eyes. Um, we're all getting light in our eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, how, do you, how do you see things differently? What's, what's like you said before, what's the risk in seeing things differently and seeing things as opportunities and not you know, as, as failures? You know, People sit there and say, I made a mistake. And I said, did you learn from it? And they said, yes. And I said, go make more. 
you know, that perspective shift is like, I made a mistake. Oh my God. You know, that goes back to our childhood. And that's why I love that. The fact that I hope Scott's still watching this is that you're so big in education is that he and I talk about that all the time. And actually I've been investigating what it would take to start a micro school, given the things that are going on during the pandemic. And I've got a three and a half year old son. I'm like, he can't go to daycare right now. So we're actually going to start I gotta teaching. connect you with someone after the we're call. Gonna- we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um start we're to, gonna so have a whole I'm conversation like, after this. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like daddy daycare. Now I used to be director of operations last year, and then I then I segued out of that and just do my full time coaching and do shows and stuff like that. But no, you just have to you just have to change your perspective about something. It's like, is it a mistake or is it an opportunity to learn? So if we learn from our mistakes, then go make more. Mistakes aren't mistakes, they're actually learning opportunities. Failures are not failing, the staying down is the failing part. The fail, the failure, the failure, it's like you have to, some people may have to make 10 failures in their life to get that 11th, that 11th win. But that 11th win is like so worth it because they can look back and then go, wow. And just like I said before, you went through it and now you are rewarded for that. And like you said, so eloquently, the universe is listening. And that's one thing I've learned. That's and if you would have talked to me a year ago, I would have said BS, BS, what's all this stuff? No, but then I got a coach and then I went through all these different transitional things. I changed my perspectives and I jumped and I jumped and I, I'm starting to feel the parachute open a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm still doing this. I'm still banging around, but I jumped because I continue to look at things differently. I continue to see things differently. Like even when I'm struggling, like this week has been tough for me. It's been mentally tough. It's been physically tough. It's just been, mm. But when I sit there and I shift my perspective to gratitude, just that one little shift, that's what I say to people is like, what are you focusing on? If you're focusing on what it is that you don't have, you're going to get more of it. If you want to focus on the things that you want, you need to go after it like you said. So that's my answer. What about you, Pam? What would you say? That's so powerful. Yeah, I really love that. And I, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to really add to that. I don't, I mean, you just kind of summed it up so well. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, one of the things that I feel like is really important too is to realize that some of these things are energetic in our body. There may be some things that we're just not going to get to on the mental level. And we might just need to move some energy, you know, and, and it can be so quick and simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I think there, you know, this goes back to the lack of education, the lack of education around the fact that our bodies are these incredible, incredible, like data, data storing machines, right? And all this information is is inside of us and we just have to access it and know what to do with it. And so once we start to do that, then we realize that we really do have so much more potential contained, I mean, almost even physically, but definitely spiritually within our bodies. And I think that's a huge element of it too. You know, that's why yoga has been so crazy in my life because when you start understanding like, oh my God, I can shift the way that I feel based on how I practice yoga. Wait, what? So I can determine where my energy is stuck in my body just by meditating and figuring out where am I feeling a little. And this is this is the problem that we're having right now that most people can't even wrap their heads around. So we have seven chakras. The bottom three chakras are our earthly, animalistic, very primal chakras. Our heart chakra, which is the fourth, is our human chakra. It's where we should all be. Are we there? No, especially right now, no. And the top three chakras are our divine chakras. They're our voice, they're our intuition, and they're our connection to the divine. And 
while we are in fear of our security and fear of our family and fear of all of this, it completely shifts our energy to our root chakra, which is our security chakra. It is the very, very bottom of everything. And when our energy drops, we are have such a harder time being creative and speaking our truth and being in our power because we're scared and you can't be in your power and speak your truth and be intuitive when you're down here being scared. So like, that's how connected all of these things are. And that's why right now, like if you notice the energy all over just feels charged, like it feels heavy, like everything feels heavy. And there's a reason it's because we are all vibrating lower energy because we're all walking around not knowing what's going on. And because we're not used to that, everyone just, but you know what you do know? You know you, and you know that you are here, and you know that you have you, and you're connected to universal source. And if I'm sitting right here in silence with myself, there's nothing wrong. No matter what's going on in my bank account, no matter what's going on in my job, when I'm sitting right here with myself, inside, with my God, with my universal, with whatever you want to call it, there is nothing touching me. And those are the spaces that we need to find because that's where the inspiration comes in. While we're too busy watching TV and, and, and worried in our hamster wheel of thoughts, I always say, what, what do you need to change in your life? What's your hamster wheel telling you? Where are your thoughts mm -hmm. all the time? When you wake up, what's the first thing you think about? And do you think about it more than once a day? Why are you thinking about that every day? That's the root cause. Let's, let's, let's find that. And it's all about elevating your energy. While your energy is stuck in one of these, you cannot create. So whether it is because you're scared of something and going through that in your mind or you're wanting to make a decision and you're not sure about it and you're just going through it in your mind, all of that keeps you stuck. So it's all about kind of realizing, okay, where are these things coming from? And what can I do to really go to the root cause of what's causing these disturbances in my life and these things that I keep repeating? And what can I do to shift that? And the second we start thinking that way, we no longer give power to our problems because now we're looking at our solutions because you can't focus on both. Racing taught me one thing. Ron Langford and Ross Bentley wrote a book called Inner Speed Secrets. And in this book, it says you have $1 worth of attention. Where's it at? Because if it's not all on what you want, you're wasting time. You're wasting money. You're wasting resources. You can all multitasking is, is not true in the sense that people think about it. You can have more than one project, but you can't work on them at the same time. You still need to have one hour for one project, one hour for another project, and you still need to organize it like that. You cannot work on two of them simultaneously at once. So you're either focusing on your problem or you're focusing on your solution. Can't be focusing simultaneously on both. So it's once we can step out of like the stuff that we have in our head. I call it the toilet that just keeps going around but never actually flushes. And we're, it's just stirring up the crap, right? And making it just stink more but not really going anywhere. Negative vicious cycle. Yeah. So yeah. unless we That's can what get I call it. Negative that, vicious cycle. It's That's exactly so what I call it. I like the toilet bowl though. <laughs> You're flushing your dreams down the drain. Or, or the other You're stuff. You're flushing your hopes down the drain. Flushing <laughs> down. It's just it's all it's like you said, it's it's what are you focusing on? If you're focusing on the solution, all of a sudden you start seeing solutions. If you're focusing on problems, there's plenty of those to look at. Uh, especially in a time like this. 
there's so many things out of our control. You can choose to focus on them, sure. You can give them all the attention you want, sure. Can you fix them? No. Can you get a solution? No. Mm. Not, not in your, not under your control. So, when you're victim based, right? When you're victim based, you don't have that mindset. It's again that shift between victim and victor. Who am I going to be? Who am I going to come out in this war? This war against myself. Am I going to be a victim of myself, or am I going to be a victor of myself? Am I going to get out of my own way, one step at a time, one moment at a time, one decision at a time? That's all it takes. Yeah, and it's not sitting there and kicking yourself in the butt for having been a victim. It's because then that's another waste of time. It's yep. Forgiving yourself. The second that you make the choice, choice forgiveness. Like, like it's almost Simon. It almost has to happen at the same time. I made the choice, and I'm gonna forgive myself for doing whatever it was that I was doing that wasn't serving me. I'm just I, right now. I forgive myself. I'm not gonna go back. I'm not. Oh man, I did that for so long. No, forgiveness and move forward because otherwise the past tends to pull us back, and we tend to repeat cycles. So unless we truly forgive ourselves and, and allow ourselves to move forward, we end up in the same place that we were before. So it's important, really important to truly sit back and be like, if I'm giving myself the chance to move forward, I'm forgiving myself for anything I left behind. Done. I really love that. And one of the things that I have found so powerful, and I, and I know this is true for a lot of people, is the hope of own a prayer. And just the simple, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And using that prayer with yourself, with others, is such a powerful forgiveness tool. And I remember like the first time I used it, I cried. I mean, I just like all of a sudden I was just like, I had tears running down my face. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, what is this prayer? <laughs> What's going on here? Love yourself. I mean, how often do you look at yourself and then look at you, sexy ass. I love you. <laughs> We don't say that to ourselves enough, and why not? Like, yeah, like we right. find things we don't like. My nose could be smaller, my boobs could be bigger. My, but, but no, I love you, man. You've been through some shit, and you've survived. Yeah. You're awesome. Like that's the kind of absolutely, stuff, you know. And, and it's and it's hard because we are told, and we we've been convinced that we need to fit this freaking mold. And who the hell made that mold? I'm gonna tell you right now, no matter how many pieces I break myself into, I'm never fitting that mold. Like mm -hmm. it's just it, right. And, and so it, it's like I don't know who made it, and and I'm sorry that 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 so many people have fallen into that. But unless we start just empowering ourselves and loving ourselves, you know, being healthy doesn't mean you weighing 120 pounds. All right, that's not what being healthy means. Being healthy is having a drink when you want it, but being able to put it down afterwards and being in moderation. It means being able to eat a piece of cake on your birthday, but not having to eat the whole cake. It means, you know, it, it's, it's, it's putting things into perspective and it's understanding that life is meant to be experienced. That's the whole reason why we're even here. It's because we are here to express ourselves, to experience, to, to enjoy and, and, yeah, will that include us messing up every once in a while and kicking ourselves in the butt? Well, yeah, but it's all part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, it's another experience. And sometimes we need the contrast, you know, it's like sometimes we need to go back to the contrast to remember, oh, yeah, that's not what I want. Yeah, this is duality. I mean, this is what this right. plane is all about. It's this duality. So, so if, in order to see one side, you have to see the other. Otherwise, there's just white. Otherwise, we would still be just souls in a beautiful white space. I had a friend describe it in the most beautiful way. He took a white pen 
and a sheet of paper. And he's an artist and he started, he went at it and he created the most beautiful, intricate thing. But unless you were this close to the paper, you couldn't see it because he put white on white. And he's like, Johanna, this is why we're here. Because as souls, we got tired of everything being just white on white on beautiful white. We wanted some duality. We wanted time. We wanted pain. We wanted to experience. If everything was handy dandy, we are not having an experience. We're just blissed out, which is fine. But even blissed out souls get tired of being blissed out after a while. And they want to share something. And they want to feel something. And that's why we're here, to feel. So... And the only way we do that is up and down and inside out and black and white and mistake and do good and do bad. And yeah, and mistakes are a big part of it. You know, our soul's evolution, the only way that our soul can evolve is if we make mistakes. If we're playing it safe, then that means we're going to repeat this a lot of times because you're not evolving in your soul level. So I'm glad that you mentioned that now you're believing in universal source because that puts you a level up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we need it, you know, it's like we need to be able to, to go on those journeys and to be able to see where we've come. And I think that's one thing that a lot of us don't do, too, is just to look back and look at all the victories we've already had and celebrate those and think, if I did all that, what else can I do? And, you know, to give ourselves some freaking credit, you know, it's just like we, we have the hardest time just giving ourselves some credit. It's like, yeah, hug. you did all that. Yeah. yeah, look at where you are. Look at how long you've been here. You didn't, I mean, you didn't make it this far because, you know, you weren't kick ass along the way. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's one of those things, like, and you've fallen a million times. I mean, I've made some really stupid, right. stupid, stupid mistakes. I got in business when I first moved into California. I got into business with someone, and they totally did something that would have probably landed us in jail if I wouldn't have stepped away and gotten some lawyers to protect my ass. So no. you don't, you have to make mistakes along the way, but guess what? It, that wasn't the way to do it, period. Like now that I look back, even though that would have probably made me a millionaire much quicker than I'm gonna, this route that I'm going, it's still the fact of the matter is that wasn't the right way to do it. And you, you're faced with these situations in your life many times where you're gonna have to choose either the light or the material. The light being the higher version of yourself, the decision that you know will let you completely sleep peace-free at night, or the material that's gonna hold you down closer to the ground, closer to the earth, and gonna bring your vibration down because your mind isn't gonna be at ease. That's truly the war that we fight here. It's between the material and our higher self. And and doesn't mean that they don't go along. It doesn't mean that a lot of very high-end, evolved individuals don't have material things. Because when you step into your purpose, usually that comes with a lot of gratitude and a lot of things along the way. But it, it's just honoring that. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I mean, I do not want to, I do not want to end this conversation, although I know we're like right at the end of our hour, but I want to hear your, you know, just kind of your closing thoughts on this topic, because I think this is really important for people to hear. Massive. Um, you know, just make sure that you're staying open-minded, especially in a time like this, when we're being fed so much information. Don't, don't disqualify people and don't hate them for having a different opinion. It's just, an opinion. it's just an opinion. It doesn't even affect you. Just listen to them. Fighting their opinion isn't going to do anything. I'll tell you what fighting the opinion does. 
it gives you some kind of adrenaline rush and some ego rush, but it really doesn't do anything else. It doesn't do anything good for anyone, including the situation. And uh, stay connected, man. There's a lot of lonely people out there. Mm. Stay connected. Don't. I, I'll give you my phone number, 815-501-5070. If you know me, I always do this. Uh, I answer my phone. Please call me if you need to talk about anything. Yesterday, I drove all the way to the zoo. I I say it again. That was like too fast. I was going to say, yeah. Well, we, we can post it in the comments <laughs> so that people can find it. My phone I number is like 714. <laughs> <laughs> 815-501-5070. Five zero seven zero. So yesterday I went to the zoo and when I parked, someone had heard one of my podcasts and called me and I spent two and a half hours in the parking lot of the zoo talking to them and never made it to the zoo. No. <laughs> I love it. Wow, you're awesome. You are, you are, I just have to say you're super awesome. I mean, super kick-ass. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you. Everything you've shared tonight is is like echoes in my mind and everything that I say. So thank you for being who you are and thank you for being here with us because what you dropped tonight, yes. what you shared tonight is massive. I mean, if you guys are thank watching, you. listening, and you just you just you just absorb one or two things that we have all have said tonight, one or two things, and you go out there and attack them with just just absolute passion. You go attack one or two things that you got tonight and you follow through those on those, you will proceed. You will progress. You will become unstoppable. You will realize the goals that you really want. But if you don't do anything, if you think, oh, it was all great. I, I feel so inspired right now. And you wake up tomorrow and you go, oh man, it's gonna be a crappy day. You're going back in the same cycle. So thank you so much, Joanna, for being here. I mean, just massive. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you so having- much. And we will post her information in the comments so you can go back and find her that way too. And you'll be able to get her links to Facebook and Instagram and all that great stuff. So thank you all as well for being here such a joy to be with all of you and hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening have a great night guys night everyone (laughs) (laughs) we want to thank you for listening today we know you have many choices for content and we are grateful you chose us You can always find more of our episodes at the Energy Healing Network on YouTube. Please do make sure to subscribe to the channel so you can easily find more episodes or watch when we go live. Thank you again for listening and sharing these messages with others who you wish to encourage and uplift.